Okay, I want to talk to you about something. Bugs me. Okay. A little pet peeve. Get off my shoulders. Did it happen this morning? No. Okay. Happens quite often though. Something that people do regularly. It's something other people do. It's, it's something other people do. It just gets under my okay. skin. Okay, you know how you send a text? And then people on their fancy... Do you have an iPhone? I don't. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I have Android as well. Okay. Okay? And I think Android's starting to add this, but definitely it's bad with Apple people. They're, they like or they heart your text. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then it sends you the whole text message back because I have an Android phone. It says, Joe Smith liked, hey, I'm going to go to the store today. I'm like, dude, I don't need you to like my effing text. I don't need a whole text message back about that. So that's a pet peeve. Oh my gosh, Wait, I hate it. My pet peeve would be Joe Smith. You have a Joe Smith that you're friends with? No, that was just a made up name. Okay. That's a guy who started a church a long time ago. <laughs> First name that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It bugs the crap out Joe's, of me. Or, uh, uh, yeah, okay. It's I like, if I wanted you to like or heart my text, I'd put it on social media. Okay, well. I'd post I, it on Facebook. I had, I, I've had Apple phones. Okay. I only had Apple phones until I got this one. I only yeah. have Apple products. I uh -huh. only use Apple products. You know that. Except for your phone, apparently. Except for my phone. Okay. okay. It's a weird thing. People make fun of me, but the phone is something that I want separate from Apple. I don't okay. know why. All right. So anyway, I had an Apple phone, and it is so convenient, though, to like things. It's just dumb hit. Why? It's just convenient. read the text. I don't need to know if you like it or not. It's, it's not a popularity contest. That. Okay, okay, I see. So you're like, you don't have to touch it. Yeah. You can just let it sit you just there. Let it sit there. That's what people did back in the old days. Come on. <laughs> the fact that you're going in there and hitting something, that's what's upsetting you. Oh my God. But yes, I know that with Android, it says the whole text back. I don't think Apple does that, if I remember right. Yeah, probably doesn't, because it's made for their system, right? But Android, I get the whole text back. I was like, I don't need to reread what it, I just sent you. I honestly think it just puts a heart next to it, the bubble <laughs> that you wrote. I think it's something like that. It's pretty simple. It's nothing big. Uh, yeah. Android does make things more... Now people think their opinions of my texts are important. <laughs> All right, you want my pet peeve? Yeah, what's your pet peeve, dude? I was just telling my kids this this morning. And, and I felt bad because it was on them. But I was like, one of my biggest pet peeves, in my truck, I have, I have it's a six-seater pickup truck. Okay. So the center console folds down. Yeah. My kids love sitting in the, I almost said a bad word, they love sitting in the middle seat. Okay. And, and they would, um, they always flip so it up. So flip the console up, yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves is my console flipped up. A um, couple of reasons. One, my arm goes there when I drive. Of course, you gotta have the armrest, dude. So even when they get out, I'm upset because I'm like, crap. I have to reach over, super uncom uncomfortable, hit the button. It's not an easy thing to do and drop. Oh, so it's not just a drop down. It's like not a quick, a easy. There's okay, this gotcha. button, a locking button, and it like, gets stuck sometimes. Upsets me at like to the max. Now here's the question: What's in the middle of your of your console? So, <laughs> Whatever's in the cup holders goes to the back. Yeah, it just gets flown out, right? <laughs> they don't even care. My kids don't care. They just boom. <laughs> That's part of the pet peeve. It's and, just the whole thing together. I just and then inside me. is like in, you in, store a lot of stuff inside. Yeah, I got. I have a bunch of receipts. I keep. <laughs> yeah, receipts. Yeah, that's your filing system. <laughs> it's my filing cabinet. At least, at least those stay inside though, right? Yeah, they're locked. <laughs> but my goodness, and I don't care, you know, they move around or shuffle, but it's that cup holder, that's gone. It's the, the biggest part of it, the problem, 
that bothers me is the fact that I have to lean over uncomfortably, push the button, and it's it's a jiggle thing and drop it. Dude, it's, it's a, a rough life we live. It's a 2019. Don't I have like a button I can hit and it just goes <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on. 2019, that's old though, man. It, it is, is old. old. Actually, when we talk into the 19, that is old. You gotta get your 2023. Dude, I'm way behind. You're right. Are those out yet? Um, 2023 models? I don't think so. I don't know. No, probably I don't not. Think so. Towards the end of the year, they start coming out. I think they're out of chips. Yeah, they stop making cars. <laughs> they stopped. just done. Dealerships are empty. They just like, hey, we don't have chips. We're done with cars. Yeah, we're gonna. I don't know what we're moving to, but yeah, everything's used from now on. Anymore. They're all going electric, is what it is. Yeah, public transportation. I think we're oh, yeah. leaning towards that. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Anyways, they're all gonna be self-driving cars, and you won't own a vehicle. Waymo. Yeah, just like Waymo, right? But you won't own the vehicle. You'll own a subscription to a certain type of vehicle. And when you need to go somewhere, it's just going to drive up on its own, pick you up, and take you to where you go. And then if if you're not a good person, they'll just take you to jail. <laughs> yeah, <we'll work. laughs> it has facial recognition. Just exactly. Like, oh, we've been looking for the you. The door's locked. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, can you imagine? Could it, and it could get to that point. Um, I know that I know that kids are getting their driver's license later. Yeah, later in life, they're scared, huh? It's it's just a weird when, uh, thing going on. When when you were that age, were you excited to get your driver's license? One hundred percent. Sixteen years old. You're like boom I'm right away. Uh huh. Let's do it. Let's, let's go get to the car. DMV. Let's get my yeah, license. Come on. Yeah. But now kids kids are in high school. Kids graduate high school. Still no driver's license. It's common. That's weird to me. Which to us was very weird because yeah. by the time you're a senior and you're not driving, you're weird. Well, here's the thing. I want my kid to get her license as soon as she can. So I'm not driving her everywhere. Yeah. And then also, I can have her take her little siblings to places. That'd be nice. Right? Yeah. So and there's, what's nice, too, is, is there's so many ways to get our kids to drivable. Like, for example, they start off with the power wheels. Right, the little power wheels. They learn how steering wheels work, gas pedal works. Okay. Yeah. And then they move up to a quad, and they move up to like a side by side. So they're able to practice, or even a golf cart. Let's just put a golf cart in oh, the yeah. front. So they can practice these things before they even get. And we didn't get this opportunity. I know I didn't. Go karts. You can have all that stuff. Dude, I remember driving go karts and stuff. Right. It's always my friends. I was a poor kid, but you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go drive your go kart, man. Hey, you got a quad? Let's go. Yeah, I, I asked for that stuff every single year for Christmas. I never got it. Yeah, I remember one time my my buddy Tyler went out to the desert and he had he had some quads and uh, he had this little one. I like, popped a wheelie on it and then I like came down on the trailer. And I cracked some of the the uh, covering of the quad. I felt so bad, dude. The plastic on it. Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry, man. And at the time, when you're young, you don't have money to replace No, them. I was like, it's oh, not like crap. You're like, oh, sorry, dude. Here's I'm some screwed. Luckily, they were really cool about it. They probably don't even remember, but I remember just being like, oh, no. I'm yeah. a terrible person. But anyways, that helps teach kids to get to a point of driving. And yeah, I feel like for kids sure. nowadays, it's almost like they don't even want to... They don't, I don't know. They don't even have Mario Kart anymore. They got all these shooter Mario games. Kart can teach them how to drive. Yeah. Shoot. Gosh. It's like gas break. <laughs> gas break. It's the same thing in the car. Well, here's the thing. Being in Arizona, driving is really important. It's not like we have great right. public it's transportation. Great. What are they going to do? Go get on that light rail? Everything's spread out here. Yeah. You need to be driving. Yeah. We're very 
driver-friendly state, if yeah. you will. I remember this one guy came from Kansas. He's like, man, you guys' roads are awesome. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We got construction all over the place. <laughs> we live off a Stapley Road. It's like, is there ever not construction on this road? He's like, no, no, man. They're like, your streets are wide. They are wide. And they're open and they're straight. I was like, oh, okay. okay. And straight, yeah. yeah. It was funny because I grew up in Mesa. Yeah. All the roads are straight. Yeah. Even the even residential roads are straight. And then when Gilbert got built, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting lost because they started turning roads and so in residential. You in, in the residential. Yeah, yeah. And it turns in the neighborhood, the community. Yeah, they have the mile roads that are all straight and grid, right? But you're right. And I'll get confused and I'm like, I don't get it. Because it makes it it's like alphabetical order, streets, you know, and everything's just laid out like a like square. Yeah. Um, but no. Yeah, dude, when they designed Mesa, they did not care if it looked cool. <laughs> they did not care for, like, you know, the scenic route. No, this is about efficiency. And that's what I love going to Arizona Highlight. Yeah. That will be my answer. I love the simplicity of, of and I love how spread out it is. It's yeah. not one of those one of those places where everything has to be built up. It's starting to get that way in the small, you know, in Tempe or wherever place kind of the landlocked. They're starting to build up, but I love the fact that we can spread out yeah. and still have room. Yeah, you're right. There's certain areas like okay, downtown Phoenix. They built some bigger buildings, but it's still not compared to most downtowns. Not like real built up, right? Yeah. Uh, Tempe down by Tempe Town Lake, they started to do a, a little bit of that. But pretty much, we just keep building out. Yeah. There's like, more more land. There's more land. Yeah. And most of it's desert. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? Might as well put a house there. Yeah. I love it when people come from these green areas and they're like, oh, man, it's so pretty here. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, where's the beauty? Yeah. <laughs> do they go you love that desert? dirt? <laughs> yeah, they go it's so pretty out here. I'm like, I don't know what you see. Now, to be fair, if you go on like a good hike, sometimes it is pretty cool. Or you get up into the mountains, there's a lot of cool places. But then there's also just a lot of ugly desert. There's a lot of beauty. It's true. When it is when the desert is pretty to me is after we've had like a lot of rain and oh, the grass yeah. starts to grow and it's green and, and flowers. Desert flowers popping up. Those and are cool. the cactus. Then it's like, okay, this is pretty. Yeah. I can... I can Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Or if you're in a spot that has water. Like, water in the desert is really cool looking. A yeah. little stream or a river or something. Yeah. Super cool. That was going to be my highlight was the uh, the Saguaro River. Because uh, I... Saguaro I, River? The Salt River? <laughs> I've done that before. We've done that before in a video. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember that. The There's river. a Saguaro Lake, but that's the Salt River. <laughs> the Saguaro River is next to the Salt Lake. <laughs> The Salt River. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why the, it's called that. Vegetation down there is really cool. It is. I haven't been for a while. Yeah, I haven't either. I heard they're probably going to open it up here pretty soon to start allowing tubers down. Oh, yeah. It's starting to get warm again. All the last couple of days have been nice, dude. It's been cold. Yeah. My kids go outside and they're dead freezing. How far, um, how far out do you think they're going to build? Because like you said, they keep building houses just far, far out. Like, remember when AJ and Mesa were separated? Yeah. Now, AJ's connected to it's Mesa. It's all just one. All just one. Meridian, I think, is the Queen Creek one, used to feel like it was super far, and now it's kind of all now connected. Now it's connected to Mesa because Mesa's gone down, down there. You think we're going to go all the way down to Tucson? 
<laughs> just start pulling out just, of the mountains. Just all the way through. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> it, there's, like I said, there's plenty of land. There's plenty of Arizona State Trust land that they're now starting to sell off to developers. They are, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. There's just so much. There's a lot of land, but I also hear there's a lot of people moving here. There are a lot of people which, moving here. Which I don't like because I don't like humans. But, but it's, it's better when it's spread out. Yes. Right? It's not like a big city where you feel trapped on top of each other. Yeah. Like if you walk down the street and you see a neighbor out walking the street, it's still kind of like, oh, hey, there's a neighbor. It's not like, oh, another person I'm passing by, right? Yeah. yeah. Like New York City. <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, that's what's nice about here. And everywhere it's the same. Yeah. You know, even, even, even if you go in the middle of Phoenix, it's the same. It's, it's not like people are walking on top of each other. Yeah, exactly. I like so, that. There's a lot of, it, it's a lot of room. Yeah. A lot of room. It's a big valley. When you come in on an airplane and you see how big the valley is, it's huge. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah. All right. That leads me to next thing I want to talk about. Um, because you're talking about a lot of people, a lot of diversity coming into the valley. A lot of different types of folks, right? So, this leads me to one of the things that I deal with when I sell homes or buy homes. Another pet peeve. No, not necessarily pet peeve, but an interesting uh, rule or an interesting thing that people are starting, starting to uh, talk about. And that is, a lot of times when I'm representing a buyer, I want them to write a letter about their family. Say, hey, we're the Joneses or the Gonzaleses and... And we, we want this this house, you know, we've been looking for a house, here's who we are. We got 20 kids, you know, we've adopted 10 of them and this is what it would mean for us. Here's our situation. I like them to write that, right? Create kind of a, a, a human or a personal it, connection with the seller. Is the letter one letter for every home they might make an offer on or is it specific to that house? You know, it depends on the client. Some clients, you're right, because today now they're you might have made multiple making offers. multiple offers, right? But typically it's it's to the house, okay. you know, tell, saying why they would want that house, what, what it because would be Because of my 20 kids, family. yeah, you know, this is a three-bedroom house. Yeah, I we love kids. this three-bedroom house. I just want to stack bunk beds everywhere. <laughs> Your rooms are huge, so I can <laughs> put 20 bunk beds in there, whatever, right? But I like that because it creates a human connection with, with the seller. It allows the seller to realize, hey, you're affecting a life. You're, you're, you're helping a family out. Your, your house is going to something good, right? Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting, though. And here's the debate. So, um, they, I, I've heard rumors that in New York and California, they've outlawed those letters. And the reasoning behind that is they say, hey, you can't be sending these client letters to the sellers because then that could lead to discrimination and maybe they choose a certain family because of their ethnicity or their race or their religion, which are all protected statuses in the United States. It's like, okay, I get that. Like we don't want to discriminate, right? Um, however, in Oregon, they said, no, you have to allow these letters because if you don't, it violates free speech is what the rule was in front of a judge. Now, I don't know what ended up happening to that. I should probably follow up. Here, here's my thought process on it. Love to hear what you think of this. Okay. Once you start taking the human element out of real estate transactions, right? Now, there's discrimination of, of all kinds. Like, anytime a decision is made, 
you're discriminating on behalf of one party over the other. Right? Yeah. And, and it, like, I go to choose a candy bar at the store, I'm discriminating against Snickers by picking the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah, because you don't want you yeah. don't want the big nuts. You'd rather have the nuts. Yeah, you can come up with all sorts of reasons, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there's some level of discrimination that occurs. So and the peanuts are pissed, which I think is inherent in just making decisions. And if you have multiple offers, you have to at some point make a decision. Right. So what they're basically well, at that point you're discriminating because you're looking at okay, how much are they putting down? Even if you look. Yes. Whatever you're looking, you're discriminating against. Here's an FHA loan offer. Here's a conventional loan offer. I'm going to discriminate and choose one or the other because of whatever. Because of loan status, down payment, and so that that's basically what they're saying is, okay, so we want you to make your home selling decision solely based off of financial and terms consideration in the contract. Okay. Doesn't that discriminate against the poor? Yeah, people who, who may not have enough to right. put down. Maybe, maybe, hey, I have, like you said, I have an FHA loan. It's not quite as good as a conventional loan, or it's not quite as good as cash. But we'll be able to pay you the amount. Would you take a risk on me? Here's my situation, right? But no, if you can't know anything about their situation, then you're just, oh, FHA loan, boom, gone, we're going with the cash guy. What we're doing, it sounds like, is, is taking um, feelings out of everything. Yeah, the human element. Correct. Because, because I have seen offers get accepted because of letters. Yeah, me too. Where they're even coming in with less money, but they felt, hey, I like this family from this letter, I choose them. So it gives somebody in maybe a more poor situation, I, I don't like to use that word, right? Yeah, it's but not as... Maybe somebody in a more difficult situation, an opportunity to purchase a home where they wouldn't have had it before, right? So I think by not allowing the letters, you lead to discrimination against, against the poor. Now, the poor is not a protected class, so maybe they're like, hey, who cares? Could become one someday. But the second thing it does is it gives large corporations a leg up above everybody else. Because these these people like OfferPad, Open Door, Zillow, um, large industrial, industrial, that's not the right word, institutional investors. <laughs> large institutional investors come in and they're just like, hey, here's cash. And so then we get these investors that just end up they gobbling win. up all the homes. They win because I discriminate against everybody else who's fine. And so middle class, um, hardworking people then have no option unless they've saved up a million dollars in cash to go purchase a home, right? Yeah. Now, here, let me bring this back to the, because, because I remember I, I did go to a real estate school at one time. I, I was never smart enough to pass the test, but people that pass real estate tests are the most intelligent among us. <laughs> but I will say, I remember, I remember this. Um, I remember being taught this, that the seller can sell a home to whoever they want. Correct. They're allowed to discriminate. The real estate agent is not. They have to present all offers and they're not allowed to any sort of race, religion. They can't discriminate. But as far as the seller is concerned, they're legally, and this is how it is, right? They're legally allowed to The choose. seller can choose who they 
give the home to. Absolutely. Like I remember hearing on a for sale by owner, you cannot sell the home to someone because they're a purple person. You can make that decision. As, as crazy as it sounds, as crazy as someone would want to do that, it is it legally they're allowed to discriminate in that way. Is that right? Now, I don't know if it's fully that way. I know that when we have listing agreements, in the listing agreement it talks about that we're going to follow the fair housing rules. And so the seller does agree that they're going to follow the fair housing rules with states okay. that you cannot... Okay discriminate based on race, religion. There's there's five different categories there, right? Okay, so and the seller does uh, does agree to Underneath that. the real estate agent, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That and as a real estate okay. agent, you definitely cannot discriminate. Okay. And you I don't want that. to. Like, like, that's not the point. Like, I'm not saying we want to favor discrimination. Um, like, I don't want somebody to not get a house because some douchebag is like, oh, uh, <laughs> you know what, this guy, uh, I don't like his hair color or his skin color. Like. Come right, on. that's horrible. That's that's, that's not the point. You're selling a house. Yeah. What what I don't want, and I think most people are decent people. They're not going to be like, oh, we ain't selling the house to them. <laughs> I hope not. White rednecks over there, right? <laughs> I'm I'm scared of what to say because I don't want to offend anybody here. But I think most people are 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 decent people, and they're not going to discriminate on those facts. What what my what my thing is is. When you take the human element out of it, then you discriminate solely off financial basis. I don't, I don't think that's good or fair to people that are in the fight. That might be, yeah, that might be, you know, a cash offer versus a, a, a down payment assistance offer. Correct. And I think it unfairly advantages um, big investors. And what I would like to see is that normal people have an opportunity. They still have user feelings. Yeah, and exactly, exactly. Which is what you come down to. And the, you, the human and you still have the human element involved in the transaction. The handshake at the end. Yeah, because at the end of the day, where you live, what you do, like it all comes down to your relationships. And if everything starts going, like we were joking earlier about the cars coming and driving and picking you up. But if you just get to the point where everything is done in an automated fashion and the human is taken out of it, what's the point? Like have the machines live the life for you? Right. You know so what when I, mean? I When we sold our house, um, I didn't write a letter, but I wrote down everything about the house. Uh, um, <laughs> the pool filters, recently replaced those, probably want to you know clean those in six months from now. Um, the reverse osmosis system, you know, recently just put in all new filters, you know, in a year from now, you're gonna to wanna to put in new filters. And I put down everything to do. Here's who we use for our pest control company. You don't have to use them, but they did a good job. And I listed like all those things. It was probably, a, you know, it was a page long. Mm -hmm. And I sent that. Now, if a corporation had bought my house, would I have ever done that? Heck no. No, I would have said, yeah, it's yours now, see ya. But yeah. because I knew it was a family going in, and they really cared about the house, and I could tell that they they cared about the house from the questions they would ask while they were buying it. I was like, well, let me get them this, so that way it tells them everything we've done and kind of our little schedule of maintaining the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a perfect example, right? Oh, when you have that human elephant element, elephant, human elephant, <laughs> it just creates a better transaction for everybody. They they move into a home knowing, okay, this was cared for before. And you get to give a home to someone and understand, hey, they're going to have an opportunity to make this a no home. 
and it just I don't know just creates relationships. I just I just think in our world we need more of that and a real estate transaction is stressful as it is anyways yeah that the more human element we can add into it the better off it's going to be that's my personal opinion on it and we do need to be careful not to discriminate based off of you know the legal definitions and, and the things that would be just terrible to discriminate against right like you you shouldn't discriminate based off race or religion i don't think you should discriminate based off of sexual identity or um even politics like could you imagine <laughs> hey i'm not selling oh, my house yes. to a democrat that like that'd rough. be so stupid right, right. that makes no sense but um but you should be able to to interact with people in a decent way and the financial considerations i don't think should be the only considerations involved right but i might be alone in that no i i i agree with you so so something that that the um the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said, and I thought this was pretty cool. He said that there, um, um, there needs to be boundary lines, but not uh, battle lines. Yeah. So just because you have certain beliefs doesn't mean, oh, well, now it's a battle, you know, because you don't believe that or because of this. No, we can all get along and all communicate and interact, and that's what makes, that's what makes human interaction so awesome. All the cultures and all the different things people are raised by, and, and, and then we interact with each other, and that's where the most important part is that interaction and learning from yeah. each other and saying, oh, how, oh, you did it that way growing up? Hey, I like this that. Growing up? And so you can still interact, but still have your own boundaries and be like, you know what, that's just not something I do, but we're not, not friends because of it. Yeah, like the seller and the buyer don't have to fight in a transaction. Right. Oh, I got to get one over on the buyer on this one, right? Yeah. But you do need boundaries, like here's the contract, we need to follow the contract. Mm -hmm. And, hey, you're a human being, we're working to get this together because I wanna sell it, you wanna buy it, we're working towards the same goal, right? So it's not a battle line, but it's, you know, here's the boundaries within which we transfer the property, but we can actually work together towards that. I like that. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good chat this morning, man. We were able to knock out the three items there. Dude, freaking long list of notes here. <laughs> Hopefully these are good. Hopefully people watch this and are listening. Dude, this Is one's, got, thing this one's got to be our best one yet. <laughs> That's because you led this one. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. All right. Till next time. See you, folks. Bye.